Just because each twig snap and leaf rustle in the forest isn't made by the same creature, doesn't mean it isn't all part of the same voice. Welcome to the Crypto Naturalist. talk about today. Today is a good topic of conversation because most everybody has one. As for mine, it began near dusk in a rain-soaked river valley in the Adirondack Mountains. I had heard of this valley. I had heard where it might be, but this is the sort of valley that doesn't always stay where you left it. You know the sort I mean. If you've traveled the misty, shifting valleys of the Adirondacks, you may have guessed that I came here to see a locally famous stump with a radio sitting on it. The stump is old, a citadel of moss and slime molds, Mushrooms, pale and curved like the necks of swans, march up its weathered slopes. In comparison, the radio doesn't seem old at all. Its slick gray sides are dappled with water droplets. Its face is sparse, utilitarian, a volume knob, a tuning knob, a station indicator strip counting out frequencies the uniform horizontal lines of the single speaker that dominates most of its face. It sits there on its stump, perfectly centered on the decaying wood, its electrical cord ending in a frayed spray of copper filaments that glint like embers when they catch the light. Now, of course, this radio has no business being there on the stump, and even less business being a functioning device. But it does. It functions just fine. In this particular valley, a thunderstorm has always just passed. You can hear the recent downpour racing along in little rivulets to find their way ever downward. There's that metallic smell of ozone, like a penny resting on your tongue. And... Somehow directionless, but clearly moving steadily away, there's the growl of thunder, the parting remarks of the storm as it moves along to its next destination. But let's move on to the radio's behavior. I think it's fair to call it behavior. In the absence of mechanical sense, I think it's fair to shift this to a biological context. You see... Every time the thunder growls, 
the radio comes to life for around six staticky seconds. That station bar flickers a dull green, and the speaker whispers its words with a crackle like knotty pine popping on the campfire. A lot of folks say it's a mouthpiece for things that otherwise don't have voices. For roots and rocks and tender white sprouts that coil beneath fallen logs. Well, I stood there on the storm-softened earth, and I listened to that radio. I listened, and honestly, some of the things I heard unsettled me. Yes, friends, you and I get unsettled from time to time. I won't repeat those things, my dear listeners, because sometimes repeating a thing makes it larger. Other scraps of language I heard felt as cool and pleasant in my mind as a water-polished river stone. We never move, but our world is still too big for us. Slick slack, hearts crack, and into the sky we pour. The stars can't keep secrets, but their words don't touch us here. The green man wears many faces, but owns none. Sorry, old friend. There are too many fingers here, and it makes me dizzy. Paths pretend to be freedom, but they are jailers within their bounds. There were too many of them to catalog here. I stood there for a very long time. When I got back to Cassandra... I noticed my hands were pruny from the damp, and I was hungry. I don't get hungry too often these days. It's funny. I'm not sure if the things I heard in the valley mean anything. And yet, I still feel like it's worth listening. It's like taking a walk in the woods, you know? You can tell yourself that you're doing it for a purpose. Maybe to spot a rare migrating warbler in the honeysuckle, or see the mayapples bloom. But if you examine your motivations a little closer, I think you'll find that purpose, that concrete meaning that is, has very little to do with why you went out under the trees, and even less to do with how much you appreciated the trip. You can see how this sort of metaphor can spread out in concentric circles like a pebble tossed into a pond. The radio, the walk, the year, the decade, the lifetime. Meaning can be a wonderful thing, but it isn't the only pathway to worth. Meaning is a great ally, but it can be a terrible master. But I'm rambling again. My mind feels a little muddled after listening to scores of static whispered half-sense. I'm guessing what I need is a little poetry. It's time for today's Hidden Lore segment. Today's Hidden Lore is a poem by Holly Day. Kaipora You can't count on nature spirits to find babies wrapped in old sheets by the side of the road under the trees, gasping for their first breaths, not quite alive, simply abandoned. 
You can't count on fox-headed women, sylphs with cow tails to be there to find babies left behind in rest station bathrooms on lonely country roads to come just in time to stop those tiny cries, to save those tiny fingers twitching in lines of ash left by cigarettes burning out on wet tile. A grim poem that pairs well with a night spent in a thunder-haunted valley listening to strange words scuttle through the dark. Nature can certainly be kind, but just like you and me, it's free to be otherwise. Holly Day's poetry has recently appeared in Asimov Science Fiction, Grain, and Harvard Review. Her newest poetry collections include... In this place, she is her own. A wall to protect your eyes. Folios of dried flowers and pressed birds. Where we went wrong. Into the cracks. And cross-referencing a book of summer. Her newest nonfiction books are Music Theory for Dummies and Tattoo FAQ. There's a superstition about that old radio that kept me company last night. They say that if you listen for long, the radio will swap a piece of your voice for something new and different. They say you'll leave the valley changed in a way that you can't quite put a finger on. Well, I love superstition and folklore of all stripes, but it seems like that bit of lore goes into the figurative category not the literal truth category. Change is a good thing, but I seem to be unchanged by this particular supernatural bit of household electronics. Oh, I've got a blinking transmission light. I haven't seen one of those in a bit. Perhaps the transmission took his snarky comments and went to commune with the radio. As two inscrutable members of the broadcasting family, I assume they have lots in common. Lots to talk about. Well, let's just play this field report the old-fashioned way. Juniper Gray, transmitting on crypto-naturalist frequency 11581. It's time we start calling common snapdragons by their proper name. False snapdragons. Because... Well, I found the real thing. I was wandering the countryside just outside of Mark when I smelled something new. It was a bit like the sea and a bit like old leather. A library smell. A storm smell. I followed my nose to a small hill that looked as if it had been spattered with paint. Red, yellow, a deep midnight blue like the space between summer stars. They were snapdragons, but not the snapdragons I know and love. Something crunched underfoot as I approached, and I noticed the foot of the hill was a jumble of debris. Tiny bones. Not so tiny bones. A shredded aluminium can. The remnants of a hiking boot. I must have made some sound of surprise, because many of the nearby flowers turned their colourful snouts in my direction. Intrigued, I set aside my pack and pulled out my standard crypto-naturalist field kit. I found the regulation quiche within and tossed it among the flowers. It was devoured with such speed and ferocity that a yellow mist of egg particulate rose above the plants like a savoury fog. 
This, of course, is both a fascinating discovery and a warning to all of us wilderness wanderers. Be careful as you walk among the flowers. Some of them have teeth. Juniper Grey, signing off. Well, yes, indeed. Be careful as you walk among the flowers for any number of reasons. A wonderful report and a useful reminder to us all. As ever, friends, I'm grateful to have you here with me. Over the last 30 episodes, I've been delighted and humbled by the weird and wonderful community that has sprung up around this little show. As I travel the world, I feel the presence of that community like the warm sun on my face. Thanks for that. Until next time, we're all strange animals, so act like it. Special thanks to Ella Watts for voicing Juniper Gray. Ella Watts is a podcast producer for BBC Studios, an executive producer for the science fiction drama podcast The Orphans, a terrifying adventure about robots, clones, and friendship. You can find Ella on Twitter at G-E-J-W-A-T-T-S or follow her podcast at Orphans Audio. Find out more about The Orphans at orphanspod.com. Exclusive stickers, pins, shirts, and access to bonus content and strange expertise on strange topics await you at our Patreon page, patreon.com slash cryptonaturalist. You'll find information about submitting your poetry or prose for our hidden lore segments in the About section of our website at cryptonaturalist.com. The Crypto Naturalist is written and read by me, Jared K. Anderson. Thanks to Adam Hurt for the use of his song, Garfield's Blackberry Blossom, off his album, Insight. For more information on Adam's music, performances, and teaching, visit adamhurt.com. Postscript. Change can be uncomfortable, but what's the alternative? Every leaf of growth and knowledge sprouted from the rocky soil of change. Full fathom five thy father lies. Of his bones are coral made. Those are pearls that were his eyes. Nothing of him that doth fade, but doth suffer a sea change into something rich and strange.